Lobster. That's a cool color. What color is it? Uh, is it like green? an orange red. Oh, boo. Cooked lobster. Get it right. True story. Why, why wouldn't they put cooked lobster? Like, lobster, for me, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I go to the guy at the corner that has the lobster, um, they're not red. <laughs> yeah, I run into this problem all the time. I'm like, dude, just let me go to fucking work. Like, leave me alone. I stopped trying to sell me lobsters. Well, no, you stop on the way. He's at, like, the cat dealership just in the parking lot. <laughs> and I like Dave a lot. In a dealership where they sell cats? Yeah. yeah it's called a pet store. Like get get it together, um. I so mean, we, we do too, because I deal with I work on cats. Yeah. Yeah. Your vet? No. I think you're a mechanic. I am. When that happened? When did you switch careers? I did. Wait, I feel like I that's work on cats. You would tell me. You were in the army. <laughs> Caterpillar equipment. Hey, oh, oh, he said you're a vet. No cap. You're tuned in to the party at the All Points podcast. Can you believe it's season three? Talking Warhammer and all that jazz. Just three Canadian duders. John about that. Age of Sigmar and they are helped out by Nicole. Holding it down is the super producer. And it's gonna go off the rails conversating. Age of Sigmar on party at the All Points. Come on, take a drink. We got Tristan. Talking to Chicago Bulls and that Brian Scalabrine. Then we got Dayton throwing away his pants down in BC. And we got Bud in Manitoba being Winkler Manitoba friendly. We're all thanking God for Nicole doing the heavy lifting of the editing. Or else it would be three hours long instead of an hour and a half long party at the all points come on and take a drink party at the all points come on and take a drink party at the all points come on and take a drink party at the all points hello party people and welcome to party at the all points your place for posting and toasting in the age of sigmar i'm your undead life of the party tomb king tristan hey tristan <laughs> hey, did they? Um, on this, our very special 110th episode. Wow, we've done a lot of these. This is like a number number. Um, we are going to be talking about running your own tournament, um, what the setup is like, if you're running baby's first tournament, how to do it. I just finished running a thousand point learning league at my local store. Dayton has his sick ass tournament coming up called Five Alarm GT. Sign up now. And then Budepticon is coming. And speaking of my bud, bud. Joining me tonight, the man in the middle, your man in the night, our light in our life. It is Budillion, Budtastic Guy on Twitch. What's up, Bud? I would just like to say, first of all, that we make sense together, uh, which is also one of my favorite songs now. And also, I am recording from Treaty One Territory, the homeland of the Anishinaabe, Cree, OJ Cree. Dakota and Dene peoples and the national homeland of the Red River Métis. Beautiful thing. And joining me a little bit more to the left in this whole country, we have my favorite mountain man, the man who I pointed at today inside of his silk kimono. And my wife went, who's that idiot? And I said, my favorite friend named Dayton. Dayday, how you do do? I'm okay. My grieving counselor died. But he did a great job because I don't feel a thing. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, I too will be uh, recording from Tanaha land. There we go. There you and, go. Uh, Métis. You. Yeah. Home of the home of the Métis. There you go. And they nice actually job. teach my daughter Tanaha stuff at school, which is really cool. Sick. That's awesome. I'm uh, currently recording from Epecoet, home of the Mi'kmaq people. And I, they also do a lot of teaching about that locally. And I know our local bands are doing some great outreach. So it's weird. Like none of my workplaces recognize that though. Yeah. It's because they're crushing the earth, Dayton. Yeah, I know. But if I think at that point you really need to recognize it then. (laughs) Y'all better recognize. Yeah, you'd think, but uh, apparently that's bad for business. So, Mm. because if you admit that they exist, you might have to 
do something whenever they say, please don't blow this up. They're not ghosts. <laughs> They're not ghosts. That's true. These people are not ghosts. They are not ghosts. Hey, Tristan. Hey, Brand. How you do, JD? I do. I do. You do? I, I paint. I paint. I paint. Yeah, what do you... Well, well, since we're here to talk about Age of Sigmar, what Age of Sigmar thing are you painting, Dayton? Uh, I'm finishing up the last 10 models of my night haunt because I feel like I should, even though I'm starting oh another God. project. You are painting night haunt? And then... You do that here? I threw down some rusty colors onto the scrap of jet wig wazzle orky thing. See? <laughs> Most of those what, words are right. Why is, why is that a smash a buggy? Yeah, so I did a bunch of different reds and oranges sporadically all over it. And then yeah. I'm going to... And then, uh, and then I'm going to coat it in the no, formula. Mm. And formula then, one. And then, and then I'm going to wash it or paint it all, airbrush it with blues. Shout out to Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And do all my highlights. And then I'll go in with a water brush. Water? Oh, okay. What's a water brush? Is it well, a brush made out water, of water? Like a waterbed? No. That's watercolor? A, a moist uh, toothbrush and toothpick. And then okay, go just, in and just as an aside, rubbing. my son asked me what moist meant and what soggy meant and how they were different. And boy, that took a long time. Ooh. <laughs> that's interesting that's a good one uh trey's been really on to what are power lines and where do they go and what do they do where do they hmm. go he's been really into power lines lately it's it's the theme of the week you uh, got the power and then i also did some assembly and base colors of some uh, corn stuff oh cool because i don't know if yeah the previews and everything were out yesterday mm-hmm so that's pretty cool. But I had noticed pretty like cool. people haven't really been doing the preview as hard like they used to. They're not showing as much, it seems. Yeah, I think GW is kind of reined them in a little bit, I guess. And I noticed that there are some people who just don't do it, even though they used to. All right. Wonder, like Facehammer. Where's that? Wonder wonder if wonder if they got uh wonder if they got talking to. Thank God really a stern talking to. A stern? I don't think that there's any kind of bird up there. A turn? Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't think Chump ever did. I don't think anyone, I don't think GW cares if someone just puts out leaked stuff. I think they try to find out who the leaker was. No, I think that leaking. what they care about is like how much you're talking. Cause like it seemed like there was very much a cutoff date in one of those last few books where they're now like, you're not allowed to show the whole book anymore, guys. You can't just sit here and read the book. Cause even man who reads book doesn't just read the book anymore. No. Yeah. No. I haven't. I haven't watched him in a while. I watch him for Baldtech stuff because you know I dabble in all game systems. Yeah, you're but, sick of um, like that. I know I'm so fucking weird. But it's crazy though. I'm not like racist or a bigot, and I play Baldtech. I know it's weird. Um, How's that work? <laughs> it's it's been all right. Um, but yeah, I I don't pay attention to his. I never liked his reviews, anyways. Well, they weren't reviews. He just was showing you the book and going like, yeah, it's a thing. Well, now he'd be like, oh, this does once per game D6 Mortal Wounds on a two up. And like, oh, I'm going to be using that all the time. So I'd be really good. Like, dude, <laughs> just no. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, Fair. He had an innocent take on AOS. And I heard he's a horrible person to play against in a tournament format. So I'm glad he's just doing it from home. Um, <laughs> yeah, bud, what have you been working on? Uh, almost nothing. What? Gotta say, <laughs> working on some sweet ass structures in the old Conan game. Oh yeah, uh, I've been playing some Conan. Um, I drove to Winnipeg twice this week, oh, and the roads it. were bad both times, and ended up getting closed at some point during that day. Oh, oh can I interrupt tough. you for one moment, bud? You already did. Why so you I know easier you to ask for right forgiveness. Um, when I we forgive come you. When we come for the tournament, the bison. Uh, do you mind yeah. if we spend a night at your place beforehand? And then absolutely not. Don't mind at all. Oh, okay, excellent. Oof. Yeah, we'll we'll kick. I Emmy thought that was going to be well, a no. Emmy you're not allowed to come. Emmy will probably be at her boyfriend's. We'll so have the kids. You'll so. have the whole. You'll, yeah, you'll have the whole basement. Sweet. Except for my hobby area. I just want Bud. You can't go there. Tina, <laughs> that's all. You you can't touch. While you're there, can you please base prime all that? What? Yeah, uh, okay, I left Ryan. my airbrush out. Yeah, um, or no dinner for you. 
<laughs> yeah, you, you're not allowed to eat until this is done, Dayton. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, uh, I'll send you a list of models that I have that aren't painted. Bring me painted versions of them, and then I will give you my unpainted ones. <laughs> it's <a> fair deal. <laughs> pretty good. All right, then. <laughs> Um, pretty good yeah. Trips. yeah that'll totally work um i might be uh one thing i did work on i might be going back to university this spring so what Sick. i know That's fun. yeah get get a post back post baccalaureate which isn't quite a master's degree it's one less so it's in between so, bachelor and master i guess so hmm. which sounds kind of weird yeah um we're right with weird we're pro. What have I here. done? I've looked at models. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. Any opinions? On I mean, I've been look? working on. I've sort of been working on tournament stuff. I still yeah, need. Yeah. Oh, I actually have. I actually realized I'm quite a bit of work. Um, <laughs> which which reminds me, I have a question for you guys. Ooh, yeah, man. So when you're making battalions, mm-hmm. uh, can you include allies as part of your battalions? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. a uh, is a slant star master a like a sub commander? Yep. Wounds it's got eight wounds. Okay, yep. okay. So he's a sub commander. Okay, mad sub. Just just curious why? Uh, why? Get your get and your it's use not a, of... and it's not unique either. So nope, I don't get know. Your use so that shouldn't matter. Like why is why isn't it letting? Uh, why is it saying my Willard Battalion doesn't have enough people in it? Oh, it probably... So, are you doing it on the GW app? Yeah. Okay, so you have to click each hero and select what role they have in the battalion. Ooh. It'll default to be the um, the big one, even if they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't... That's why. I've never opened up that app. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Because it says it's it shows it in the battalion. I'll look at yeah. it later. Okay, so, so be somebody... in the battalion, you click yeah. on the yeah. actual salon itself. No, no, let's, click let's spend the... two hours and yeah. we'll figure this out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Tech um, support <clears throat> episode yeah. one. Um, so I think we're at. Well, I mean, we'll get into that, but it's just been tournament stuff. Um, yeah, pe- we have to set up the morning of, which is kind of. I mean, That's I guess a lot a of people. Yeah, I mean, there will be people there to set up all the tables, so. It's not like it's not like I well to put the tables up. I still have to put the train and stuff on them. But I just got caught. Oh, okay. I don't have to, I don't have to move tables. I can just stand there and say this table goes here. This table goes here. So oh, I guess I'll, I'll feel kind of important. You should. Um, I think you're really important to me. Hey, hey thanks. I appreciate I appreciate that. Um, I, I do have some squig herds. Uh, uh, I do have a box of squig herd that I do need to put together. Hmm. Uh, I might get up to the 72 and 72 or the 36 and 36 rather. Um, yeah. like, hopefully that's the dream. I'll, I'll have 24 and 24 at least. So that'd be good. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really long way of saying I haven't done anything. Well, you've looked at models. That's yeah. Cool. Looking at, looking at stuff's important. Yeah. yeah. Have you been looking, uh, have you been in our discord lately? No. Why? What have they said? It's been pretty active, actually. It's been oh. banging. Uh, if nobody tags me, then uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of like hobby progressions and people uh, doing oh, okay. things in there. Okay. Which has been fun. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, too. Um, in Games Played, uh, I wasn't on last episode, but... I played uh, one of the kids no, in the community. Were. One of the kids in the community who... Uh, who's learning how to play and he put his uh Kurnoth hunters like really really like he front boarded them and it was one one of those corner or the l deployments so you're only you, like uh, nine inches you showed him how much of a mistake that was yeah he put him right in front of 24 squig herd that sounds like a bad idea it was yeah and i told show you what's and, wrong with that and yeah, after I rolled a hundred attacks, because yeah. I rolled a six on the sneaky snufflers, um, he was like, "Wow, this isn't very good." And I'm like, "No," but now you know what squigs do and what not to do next time. Yeah. But He's that's like, yeah, 
Yeah. This this game can very much do that. You were like, wow, this game's dumb. Right? Well, you lost as soon as you put the models down. Yeah. So... And <laughs> so and, where do you put the models bad? And he's the kind of person that wants to learn as they go along. Well, but no, no. Well, in but in a sense that he had he hasn't looked at Wahapedia at all. Oh no. And so knows nothing about the sub factions or anything or the spell lores or the elite allegiance abilities. He doesn't want to do the um the work. The like the yeah, the work or like the amount of reading that you probably should whenever you Yeah. Tell me tell me what my rules are. It's like I don't even know your rules. Like why uh, did you come? <laughs> Well, he, came, he mean, came to hang out, and he likes the models, and he thinks it's, it's cool. It's so. going to be like everyone else now, with all these new books released anyways. No one's going to know what's going on with it anyway. Yeah, except that That's people are making an active, uh, I mean, like Chris Werder. Werder. <laughs> How many games? That guy's played, he's averaging like two games a day or something. Yeah, but every know, time I look in the Discord, though. he's online. And he's Basil. a psycho, though. Yeah. We have we have people that just play all the time. True. But he's he's been games. playing. I have this is the most I've ever seen him online. He's excited. I know. I I'm happy. I'm happy for him too. I am excited for him. I am excited for him as well. Yeah. I'm excited for him as three. And yeah. I've always been Sorry. a corn player. So Tristan, what are you working on? I am working on Tomb Kings because I am a sicko. Um. I, over the last, like, what, two weeks, have painted a bunch of Tomb Kings. I'm right now trying to slam out a pretty high-level um, Ushabti. Good boy, Rico. He finally laid down. Rico! Um, a pretty high-level unit of Great Blade Ushabti. Like, I'm highlighting each in, in each individual little gemstone thingy that they have on their, like, collar armor. I'm doing them all, like, a three or four color highlight and... um it's stupid and I love it. <laughs> I love it a lot. Um, so I've been doing that with a unit, which has been really nice. Like just getting back down to basics of like my Tomb King scheme and like all my painting. Um, done that. Did I'm also kind of like messing around with OBR lists for some gross reason. Oof. Like I hate looking at the physical book. So I look at the app a lot because it doesn't have any of the, the clown pictures. Um, so I've just been like messing around with that. And I've been paint like converting a couple like Tomb Kings units to be um, OBR. Like I can use them if I want to with my basing. So mm -hmm. um, I did up a pretty silly um, Tomb King on top of a Tomb Scorpion to be a um, Soul Mason. He's the guy with the uh, squatty potty, the porta potty, the walking chair, the walk weird walking leg thing, the weird walking leg thing. So I did up one that That's is a tomb king on top of a um scorpion so they can have a buddy cop movie so like there's a supposed to be a lich priest entombed in inside of a scorpion mm -hmm. and so then there's one riding on top so in my head they it's a silly buddy cop movie where one is kind of in charge of the other and they're just yelling at each other a lot of the time fair enough so, so i feel like if you well. put claws on a disc of zinch that would be similar and a tail yeah. you could just do yeah. that that, that that would look really good. That would look really good. And I I picked up the um I ordered stuff from what uh not friend of the show but a friend of a very nice person. Um Lionel from Miranda. X Planet Games. Miranda. Um Lin Manuel. Yeah, so I, Lin Manuel Miranda. He also wrote uh, In the Heights and Hamilton. <laughs> I heard In the Heights was good. Um so I read so yeah, so I ordered stuff from X Planet with my buddy um at Garu Gaming. He picked up a ma pot. So it's just been fun. Ooh. Um, that's a hard model to find. And I know. That's what, like same with the bone tie Nexus, because I got one of those to mess around and make it more tomb kingy. Like yeah. I started converting the little pillars to be obelisks instead of the weird bone crystal shit. Yeah. Ask Dayton so. how hard it is to get a bone tie Nexus. How hard is it to get a bone tied next is Dayton? GW fucking sucks at endless <laughs> spells and terrain faction. faction so terrain. It took me two days of looking and one week after shipping confirmation. Maybe less. I think I think uh, X Planet actually ships out really quickly. How long did it take you to get yours from Games Workshop? Uh, a long time. Did okay. it did it never happen? It was a dark time. 
It did <laughs> it happen. It was. It did, did happen. It feel like it happened, or is it, it just just it, kind of like it a happened fever eventually? Dream? Okay. So, yeah. So did that. Got that. Um, started messing around with that bone tide nexus because I just wanted to make like a Tomb King's train piece. Because why not? And what else did I do? Oh yeah, I wrapped. I played a. Speaking of games played, I played a really sweet most of a two v two game with some of my pals from the Learning League. It was awesome. Ooh. So it was just a blast. We all had a thousand point armies. I actually rolled out with Tomb Kings for no apparent reason. We kind of had like a little like half wrap up party day where about two thirds, no, a third of the people that were in it showed up. And I'll just so there was like the whole store was packed of um, <laughs> freaking Yu-Gi-Oh kids and uh, <laughs> Age of Sigmar players. So that was really nice. Um, Joe, Joe yeah. Cryer. Yeah, jo- jo- it's nice to see Joe Cryer show up. Yeah. Um, Shout outs to my son. Yeah, shout outs to your sons everywhere. So yeah, it was great. Um, played played the game. Teamed up with my but my new friend Christian. So it was Christian and Tristian mm-hmm. versus uh, my pal Les with his Fire Slayers and my buddy Roger who was rocking his uh, what are they called Beast Claw. So, uh, so we just kind of like took it to him. I used my. Um, Tomb King slash OBR, and I just slowly killed his. <laughs> I slowly killed all the uh, the Ma tribe Nobblers? stuff. Yeah, oh. no, he didn't have any Nobblers. He had, uh, let's see, four Mornfang and a dude on top of a big, big thing. I think Thunder mm. Tusk. And I had a cup, I had a six pack of um, Ushabti, we'll call them, Stalkers. And then I had some. And then I had a couple other units and like foot troop guys, horse pony, murder pony guys, because I've got a set of converted tomb guard on horses, skeletal horses, because yep. I'm like that. And then uh, yeah. my buddy had what did, what did he have? What did Christian have? Oh, Christian have a whole bunch of like just like a mix of skeleton stuff. So it's just like the bone zone was bumping. And so we took their big punch and then chopped them up. And then we were just moving in to hopefully try to take stuff off. And then my timer went off for the game. And I was like, I got to go pick up my son. Because <laughs> I was just expecting to like, go hang out, have a good time. And then everyone was like, let's play. Let's do a 2v2. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then realized uh, I've made a horrible right. mistake. <laughs> I'm, I'm but, a dad. <laughs> I'm a father. I'm a you deadline. are the father. <laughs> so um yeah so that popped off we just had a blast it was really nice just to get to see everybody just a little wrap up for the league um i still haven't done the prize announcements since everybody wasn't there i'm doing like a raffle but online so it's gonna be like you won this you get to pick from the prize pool pick it so i'm gonna be doing that throughout the week next week so pretty pretty excited about that it's gonna be fun gonna be fun as and i'm hoping this week to release the tomb king's um aos players pack so for all you big tumors in the chat uh it's gonna be a big it's week not a it's not the tumor get to the tumor so i'm pretty stoked i'm working with a couple of other people to hopefully get it out to the masses and it's gonna be a blast with the with the old world announcements with the tomb king's weapons man that made my day for like three days that was amazing. Look, those things look sick as hell. Did you see those little buggies? Little buggy yeah. buddies? Buggy buddies. Uh, what are they called? Kopech? Kopesh? Yeah, Kopesh. Yeah, they didn't have any Kopeshes there, but they sure called things Kopeshes. That no, sick no. sword? Well, the big swords. The big ass swords. Yeah, the big ass swords. Called. Those aren't Kopeshes. Uh, They're Kopeshes, Jason. I thought you would be the one that'd be pissed off that they used the wrong word for sword. I don't know. The wrong type of sword. I guess it's not. You're not You're not a curvy, blady guy. <laughs> You don't know. Well, maybe nah. you do. I do know. Uh, and then, and then to the left. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm just so jacked and juiced off of that. Uh, off that announcement. Too. It looks so good, dude. The, those bits look so good. The Bretonian bits. I'm like, those need paint on them. <laughs> I was like, even just the renders of the TK bits are sick as hell. Well, they they left them open, like the shields and stuff open, so you can put your own heraldry in it. Which is yeah. Cool. Which is great. I just I think the biggest thing about it, though, I guess, um, to jump off and help you out there, is uh, they're getting new models. They're getting new plastic models, and that's that. That was the big announcement. Is that they're not just re, they're just not going to redo the old models. 
I'm so jacked on that, man. I am just absolutely like through the moon excited about this and like to the moon. Oh, I just I just can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, it's just going to be really nice to have like the thing that I like exist in real life <laughs> in a way that I never thought that it could. I'm glad Except you're for that one time thing. when I got my hopes up and then OBR happened and I'm still not really recovered from that. I'm glad you're getting a thing that you like. Hey, Tristan, could I do the yeah. thing I'm supposed to do that I forgot to do? You mean yeah. like thank all the people? Like yeah. Nicole? You yeah. literally you left out Nicole. Yeah, I left out Nicole. Yeah. Uh, shout out to super producer Nicole Obrey, as well as all the party people who are tuning in and listening, which seems to be going up, which is always fun to see. Um, as well as the I Patreon the supporters. And we've had a couple changes. Uh, Anders. Good old Anders. Oh my uh, guy. He, he upped up. He upped up. And Sinister Grackle uh, decided to join it as well. Those fucking Grackles, man. They'll get you. Yeah, which is pretty loud. awesome. Um, I updated the Patreon with the info and stuff what's going on with the dice. And I put all our sponsor links in there as well on the Patreon. Oh, like who? Like who, who would be on our sponsor links there, Dave? And our Discord. Uh, so yeah, we have Baron of Dice, uh, which is our newest, second newest. Uh, to use discount code PATAP for 5% off of his dice. And he doesn't Which have is, discount codes. Is it so case sensitive? Do you have to do a capital T, lowercase? No, I a, think it's, it's all lowercase. Oh, okay. PATAP, which stands yeah. for part yeah. of the altcoins. Which oh. is like, it's the only discount code, which is wild to me. Feel, right. Feels cool, man. Uh, yeah, we feel special. And then, of course, we got our very original Sedge at Mini Mag Tray. Yeah, just discount just code Minimag Bro wherever you go. Bro. Minimag Bro. Works. And FLG Network, which is kind of slow, but we got an affiliate link, so that's cool. Sweet. So mostly just benefits our American listeners, which is our number one listeners anyways. But if you're ever going to order, sure. use our affiliate link, which is on our my Discord, yep, definitely Facebook. Um, so they already offer 15%. So this gives you an additional 5%. So 20% off. It's pretty awesome. 20, 20%. Wait, is it 15%? It? Is it 5% off of what was already taken 15% off? I believe so. Okay. Cause that's not seen. 20% then. <laughs> Thanks bud. <laughs> Fucking math teachers. <laughs> Am I right? I love doing that. I had a big argument with another teacher and, Boy, was he mad when I proved myself right. Anyway, uh, reach out if you're trying to find those for other people, but mostly benefits the American listeners because shipping is atrocious right now in this world. Yeah, you're better uh, off just going on a big road trip and picking it up as you go. Or have American <laughs> PO Box, which is fun. But yeah, those are our shout outs. So sweet. Thanks. I appreciate you all. Uh, also, I forgot to sell you on these new paints, but Oh, what kind of paints are they? Um, they're Molotov. It's they're refills. Molotov. No, there's no V. There's no V. Okay, I'm I'm trying to help. (laughs) No, you're trying to make fun of Molotov. Molotov. Helping the listeners. (laughs) It's a really good paint. Is it? It's spelled M O L O T O. T O W. Oh. Uh, their symbol is a big W. Anyways. Um, what they are is they're acrylic, uh, inks for pens. It's pen ink. Yeah. So these are the refill bottles that you get. They're 30 milliliter bottles. Okay. Shut up. Um, <laughs> no, no, Dayton, Dayton, the logo is an M. It's not a W. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I just That's looked. On, I just looked online. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, that make more sense because you know Molotov. It's, I mean, it's, it's it starts with an M. Yeah, it, it does. It does look like an upside down W. Like, they do do that, don't they? It's no, Anyways, but this is like it's if font wise, the way the font is shaped. Okay, go ahead. Um, oh. yes, very much so. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, you can use it you. just as a. You only need a prime. It's a very very hardy ink. And oh. it comes out of the airbrush perfect. And oh. it's a very, very matte finish. Ooh. Is it cheaper than uh, your regular airbrush paint? Uh, it's six. I just went and ordered them. Speaking of, that's why the shipping brought it up. Um, mm-hmm. I went and ordered mm-hmm. them. They're $6.69 uh, Canadian for 30 milliliters. That's pretty good. Which is quite much? a bit. Which is in one of these bots. How many, how many, different, col- how many different colors are you getting there? They're like... Yeah, they have a bunch of like base colors and stuff. 
but I got like six. But anyways, uh, when I ordered them and then I went to the shipping part, the shipping was only $6. So that's pretty cool. That's why I'm getting them. But yeah. They're, Molotow. Uh, okay. Molotow. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael uses them. And that's Mike. how we Mike. Mike Frizzoni? Uh, did Michael. You, you can Michael. get Molotow stuff at Walmart. Oh, there you go. I don't recommend buying anything from Walmart, but uh, there you go. Michael Vol- Frizzoni. The store which must not be named. Yeah, fuck, fuck Walmart. Fuckers. <laughs> Except we have one in Winkler. I get yeah. it. Like, you got to use whatever is near you, but... Oh, the groceries are cheap, bro. They don't have anything uh, available. I'd have to order online, so fuck Walmart. There we yeah, go. exactly. Fuck okay. Walmart. Yeah. Dirt bags. Except for thank you for employing uh, a number of the kids in my club who play Warhammer and use that money from uh, Walmart to fund their gaming hobby. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Pay them more. Yeah. In Walmart. Fuck Walmart. Uh, while we take a break and then come back with a topic of discussion. Sounds good. The topic will be discussed. Ing. And how. Oh, wow. people and welcome back to party at the all points your place for age of sigmaring in a canadian way eh? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. got him oh, <laughs> so on today's episode eh, we're gonna learn how to flip back bacon with a snowshoe what is this warhammer wednesdays My so God. what you gotta do is eh? <laughs> is you try to get that snowshoe underneath the bacon what are you doing hoser uh he said oh you knocked it all over it's in the fire it's still good eh um so we're gonna talk about getting ready for tournaments i'm done i'm done um because i don't know it's just seems to so here's the thing it's the season it's it's tis the season. I, I guess we're getting more into travel season for some people um, as well. It just seems we seem to, there seem to be more events popping up all over the place, which is awesome. The froth, the froth is there and we're yeah, seeing it in our listener base. Because people right? are realizing that AOS is a, a much better game than other games that uh, Games Workshop has. And Which games would that be? Uh, not to name any names, but they may rhyme with Schmorty K. Ooh, I, I thought you were going to say Rick that, that, West, K. that old I'll West have, game. I was like, I hear that's good, though. I'll have a schmink to that. Oh, me too. I'll schmink my Michelob Schmultra. I'm schminking my schmazy schmale ale. That's really funny, because if you go for a schmink in low German, that means go for a smoke. Mm. Rick, go rip a dart, rip a blade, however you want to say. A blade. Let's, let's give her voice. Butt's out here doing hot knives. Yeah. Fucks down. Butt's okay. drugs. But drugs. Oof, wouldn't recommend um, hash oil. That's so. Oof. I don't know how detailed we want to get, but Tristan, you just ran a little eventsies thing, didn't you? Couple. Yeah, of, yeah I ran a little eventsies. So for me, it was a thousand point learning event, and it seems like there's a big thirst for stuff like that because we didn't like. There was four people that played Age of Sigmar in my community. Thanks, Dayton. Um, and then 
And then I got 15 people to sign up for this in two days. <laughs> I was like, what? What's happening? Like people who'd never played games before just came out of the woodwork for it. They're just like, oh, let's play. Um, so it just seems like there's a lot of people that are getting into Sigma right now. And I thought it'd be a fun thing to talk about. Then we had a sweet little listener inside of our Discord be like, uh, anybody have recommendations for running smaller tournaments? And I was like, let's do a whole podcast. Well, problem solved. Okay. Okay. So why don't we do like, uh, we'll, we'll go around Robin kind of mm-hmm. thing and we'll talk about like, uh, we think are important or your more, most important things when planning uh, a tournament, especially in it, like for a new ish tournament or like, you know, like, not not an like established that. like done this yeah. for hundreds of years kind of thing yeah uh dane do you want to go first with that Ooh, what's uh, what's something that you think is important feels super important uh don't get carried away with spending on your first tournament Ooh, interesting Ooh, um one. try to go cheaper Fairball. build things up slowly don't i mean if <laughs> finances are an issue cool but typically they are um, I feel a good starting point for tournament prices. Uh, you got to gauge what you're offering, obviously. Yeah. But um, I, th- I feel like I'm, I'm running mine at 16. It's never been a, an issue. But I'm also offering like meals and stuff. Too. And, and you're running a two day. And that's cheap. Right. Yeah. Um, most one days and stuff will be like $20 and it just goes right towards prize support. Yep. But I mean, mm-hmm. if you're trying to build up a community and stuff, you want to start getting some funding and to then get tables and stuff going yeah yeah but yeah don't don't kill yourself trying to run especially when you don't even know if the appetite's there yet mm-hmm. i like it yeah. uh, but what's one of you oh, no i'm running this tristan what do you okay <laughs> two shares two shares two shares um for me it's having a pack that will allow people to i can't believe you're scratching that directly into the mic <sighs> My eyes just went saucer big. <laughs> um, thought you were a man of the cloth. Uh, so um, for me, it's a, making sure that you have a pack that will let people have fun. Even if they don't think looking at it, it will be fun. Like have the courage to tighten up the belts and say, no, you can't do shit like that. Because that was, I think, the thing that made what I just did successful is by having a pretty strict pack makes it so people don't have those options get lost in the sauce or go out and accidentally make a complete trash list or a complete, like, over-the-top, like, too-good list. Okay, so you comped it. Yeah, I comped it. Yeah, Okay, that's it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for translating. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. Yeah. I just want I just like want to make sure that points. I was understanding exactly what you were saying. For smaller points, that's cool. For smaller points, yeah, that, yeah. that's a big thing. I was saying yeah. comp for smaller points there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, if you're not running 2K, you're kind of comping anyways, in my opinion. So you should make sure because I don't think the game's balanced very well for anything less than 2,000 points. I agree. Yeah. Good on more. you. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, but, um, buddy, what do you think? Sorry, right, w- so, so you're running this? Yeah, yeah, I'm running this. Um, so I don't like the one thing that I've I've realized pretty quickly is. Uh, is the whole mindset going in, I think, is that your player base is going to be way more forgiving on you than you will be on yourself. And so under understanding that you don't have to run the perfect tournament, and if there are things that like, okay, I'm not going to be able to get to this part, or I forgot about this, is like don't beat yourself up about it and that like people aren't going to hate you because first of all people are going to appreciate that you're running an event because most people don't want to run an event but they want to go to events and so the fact that you're willing to run one um makes it makes it better but then on on the flip side like be gracious and take feedback like don't take feedback personally and understanding that if you're asking people like, what can I do to improve this tournament? Or like, what are things that you felt could have been better? Like not, not to take it as a personal attack, you know, actually listen, okay, this is what this person is actually saying. And yeah. so it's, it's all like, it's, it, it's a whole mindset thing that will make the experience a lot better. Hmm. That checks out. I like that, bud. 
Cool. Like that a lot. So Dayton, let's talk about terrain. Because every time we talked to you over the last year, it felt like at some point you were like, oh, I'm just trying to get this terrain out, trying to get yeah. this terrain out. So what's your advice to someone starting a tournament? Let's say it's just like a 12-person tournament, only six tables. Dayton's eyes just lit up. Oh, that'd be amazing. So what are your suggestions <laughs> for like sourcing, ter- sourcing terrain or getting it ready? Uh, honestly, if you don't have a friend who has a 3D printer and you, th- you want to run tournaments, just buy a 3D printer. Hmm. The Bold. GW terrain is so fucking expensive and it doesn't really do well on the table unless you do a lot of things to it. So if you're going to put that kind of effort into it anyways, it's better off just to print. Um, I really like a good looking table. I think it helps the immersion and gets people into it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's a big part of it for me. I know I'm a competitive player, right? I like immersion. Go figure. Yeah. Um, I'm a narrative player. And yeah, so that was always a big thing for me. And I wanted them kind of different as well. So like every table you go to is like a different experience. Okay. Yeah. But that's just me personally. But I would say you find a 3D person who does 3D printing. And like I said, if there's no one in your community that does that, which is a rarity now, I feel like it's pretty common to have that one friend who has a 3D printer. True, mm-hmm. Shasta Roger. Right. Um, then be that person. Mm-hmm. Be the 3D you printer money. you want to see in the world. Yeah, Got it. it'll it'll save you money in the end. Yeah. So Tristan, as a follow up to what Dayton said, mm-hmm. how how do you feel about asking people to bring a table, especially if it's early in a tournament's uh, career? I think it's pretty like I'm pretty chill about it. I got really lucky with some of the first ones I ran, and my pal Fraser, who's a gem, he brought like two or three tables worth of terrain. I think we only ended up using one of them, but we were able to just source from the community tables. I think that's a really good thing to do. Like if you're new to tournaments, like just ask around and be like, Hey, can people bring train or can I borrow it? And like a couple days earlier, mm-hmm. I'm to pick it up. Yeah. Oh, and with that, uh, I have to take a slight break because my son is awake saying that he needs a tissue. So I will oh, okay. be right back. Okay, I will. I will. I will continue on what Tristan said. Um, yeah, one of the things I th- I think is important is that people will be uh, like I found people pretty good with like hey if I say hey would you be able to bring a table they've been pretty good with that if they see that the money from the tournament is being put back into uh, either the tournament or like let's say you know, like your tournament, you, like you, you're putting money, you have a, a charity that you were giving money to as well, right? Correct. So then, then people are pretty good with that. If you're going to like, oh, I'm doing this as a profit. Like if you're yeah. a store, if you're a store and doing this, trying to do this as a profit, then it's probably not a great idea. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Then offer your prize support as gift cards or something. Then. Yeah. So then it goes back in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, and that's, and also if you're going to borrow terrain uh, and you end up breaking something, make sure you tell them about it. <laughs> I definitely may have heard one or two stories about people getting terrain back from tournaments and it was broken and they didn't, yeah, it's, told about it. It's not, it'll, it'll probably happen. That's not good. That's not, not good. I mean, no, stuff will but, break. Stuff, yeah. stuff invariably breaks. So no, for sure. Um, but, but I yeah. had speaking on that note, though. Yeah. I did have when I ran my first tournament. I did have people reach out and be like, "How you doing? Like, can we bring stuff?" And I did mm-hmm. take advantage of that for three of my tables. Yeah, but this time I got them all, so that's cool. That's also really that's small. very cool. Um, how do you store all the stuff like? Totes. Muggles. You just keep them in your garage or what? Yep. Yeah, I got them all labeled in totes with uh, mats that go nice. corresponding with it. So, so do you sort the terrain? Like, do you have them table specific per tote? Like, this tote is for this table. This tote yeah. is. 
Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Everything's labeled. Okay. That's really wow. smart. To match wow. with the, the mat. Yep. Okay. And then you just keep them underneath the table and... Mm-hmm. Makes it right clean now, up a lot, a lot faster. I just tell people to not put it away. Because <laughs> that's typically when your damage is going to happen. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I don't mind. People aren't as pe- careful... When it's not theirs, right? Yep. Even when they say, I'll be careful, they're just... It's... I don't know. It's a mindset. It's weird. Yeah. I don't mind putting shit away. I spent yep. a lot of time into it. Mm-hmm. No problem. Hey, did. Hey, did. Hey, Yeah. Okay. Um... Tristan, what do you find are important things to put in the pack? You talked about the pack before. Yeah. So for me, it's oh, the, it um, <laughs> you got to do a pack. Got to do a pack. Fuck. Uh, for me right now, it's kind of like putting the guardrails on for players who don't know. Um, creating, creating the right experience. Mm-hmm. So with the last pack I did, I followed along with the honest war gamer with what he did, what Rob did. Um, and put a kind of like a cutoff on how big a unit could be. So like it's three, it's 330 points games workshop workshop. It actually just announced a thousand point tournament that they're running. And they also put basically that same cap. And I think there's is 350, um, but I think three, 350. Um, but I think that the 330 point is actually the sweet spot for it. So I did that. I did. I, I just took out a couple of other things. It's like you can have like you're not able to use your book battle tactics. So that way, whenever you have newer players, everybody's working off of the same battle tactics. And it makes it so like the people will engage with the new season a bit more mm-hmm. with um, and further on from that, I then cherry picked the um, missions too. So I picked ones that kind of like escalated in complexity as they went along. So like the first one um, was uh, one which just had like four objectives and it was a pretty dead simple. Like you go, you stand on the objectives, you do well. The next one had um, the idols in it too. So like that was like, okay, so I have so like in missions, some things can be more important than others. Then the next one I did had disappearing objectives. So the ones that has the uh, two objectives that'll pop away in the side. So it's like kind of introduced sort of like the three. Cash. Yeah. No, not rent. Yeah. So realmstone cash is another example of that. Yeah. Um, that there's a random element that there's like a, you have to make your decisions early or later. So like there's the different paces that a game can have. And so I think that's important, but the big thing is for a smaller point tournament is having that guardrail of the three thirty points no unique characters and the um what was the what was the other one? Oh, and no book battle tactics i think is really important for a smaller point tournament for newer players mm-hmm. cuz it gets everybody on the same page it makes it so nobody can take like gotrek or something insane um and it makes it so you can have like games that there is a little bit of back and forth like at a thousand points like you're not going to get that full experience of like trading units and stuff like that because for a lot of people it's like oh there goes a quarter of my army when something dies yeah so okay yeah. the, the, the i want a little i don't know if this no i don't know if that's no that's fine i don't know if this is a counter or just a question so would you change how you did your pack if it was like uh, a more established player base, but wasn't used to tournaments. Mm. If it's a thousand points, I would say I might have the book battle tactics in it. Okay. But that's about it. Okay. 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 Because I found it worked really well. It uh, did also like make you play a little bit differently, which in mm-hmm. a way was just, you know, kind of nice. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it just, it just with a thousand points being what it is, it's like you can have really wonky games with that real easy. Yeah. And I'd rather it be a bit like, I'd rather create a little bit more of a slog, a little bit more of, oh, something could actually happen here. To make it so if you play your army well, that's what wins you the game, not the, okay, I just took like a couple of big, big things that you aren't really able to kill in a thousand points. Um, what was what was my question going to be? It was a really good question. It was one of the best questions I'd ever come up with. Makes sense. Uh, 
I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to think about uh, later. Um, prizes. Don't 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 refuse help from people. Oh. If you're trying to if you're trying to build up a community, and people reach out and they want to help, yep. let them. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, because they're cause offering. Yeah, and they want to get involved, right? So Except then you find key. out quickly how many people were offering and didn't really want to help, but were just trying to be nice. Well, kidding. That hasn't every, happened. That hasn't. Not everybody's happened. Manitoba friendly, bud. That's right. That's right. Just, just like in the theme song. Um, Thank you. Okay. Callback. So, uh, this is a great view of Dayton. I love it. Uh, prizes. How <laughs> prizes? Yeah. How important are they? How do you like? What do you do when you give them out? Like as far as uh, models or trophies or certificates of notoriety or banners. Or... So I love a good certificate of notoriety. Um, I think that they are really important. I think that you also have to do things that um, support people who aren't the very top. But at the same time, you always want to make sure you have stuff that's for the top people. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think that a raffle, like having a prize table is really good. Like I don't like picking out stuff for people. Like just because you won best painted doesn't mean that you need to have another starting paint set. Yeah. Yeah. Par exemple. Um, Ooh, I love your so French. The, uh, yeah. So for me, it's like, you just like having a little like prize table is good. Um, I think that a raffle for prizes too is also good. Like, so mm-hmm. make sure everybody gets like a little something to take home. Yeah. I love having stupid awards too. Like, I don't think you need a bunch of like a bunch of really expensive prizes. Even just having like a little collection of things is really nice, but just to have like stupid awards, like for the person who killed the most like monsters, the person who landed in the middle, the person who was the best, who had the best battle score for everybody that went like oh and three oh and five i think like stuff like that's really important like you were you were a power bottom my friend Uh, and that's what in golf they call them flights flight yeah flights no at a golf tournament like uh, first place in the third flight and it would be like a oh interesting yeah yeah um more you know i find i found that winners really like trophies like yeah yeah and not necessarily, know. they don't need, I haven't had anybody complain that won a tournament that they didn't get a box of models. Yeah. That's fair. So. Uh, I, so yeah, I had feedback on this. Yeah. So okay. Go ahead. My yeah, first go. tournament I ran, com- all the prizes were completely raffled and that all went towards the charity, which was awesome in my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did send out a survey afterwards asking how people felt about that. And it was like 50, 50. So now this year, I've devoted money to make sure that the people that win the awards get a prize. Uh, I spent a lot into the trophies because I feel like that's the most important thing because that's mm-hmm. what sticks around the longest is mm-hmm. a trophy, not yeah. a fucking box yeah. of models. Um, but I do have awards for winners this year as well as the charity. So I just nice. pulled some from okay. the charity. Though. Did you do any like as door prizes or no. were they or okay see i just see i i will do stuff as i'll do models and stuff as door prizes as well like not raffles yeah everyone gets a raffle ticket with their purchase ticket though so oh mm-hmm. yeah. uh-huh. i'm thinking so i will definitely have people like bringing tables to my tournament and i'm probably going to give them a couple of raffle tickets for bringing bringing stuff as as a thank you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um like so one of the this wasn't my idea. This was somebody who's helping me out with the tournament. He suggested he's looking after getting all the prizes and stuff. He's getting gift cards from a couple of local restaurants to Ooh, give out as door cheeky. prizes in the morning during round one so that they have them for lunch. Oh, I love that. And, they, and we definitely picked one of the restaurants that's a go-to in Winkler when people come to Winkler for a tournament. Shout that's, out. To, that's cool. Shout out King's Deli. Oh, nice. Love a good yeah. deli. Oh, cool. that's really they're rad, good. buddy. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool idea because people are driving out. They're like, they're going, they have to go out for lunch. They're going mm-hmm. to be going to a restaurant. Why not have a door prize, a gift card to one of the restaurants that they will probably go to? That's really cool. Yeah, I like that. I love that idea. I hate what I just painted. But I like that. 
I've been frantically looking around my place for the chipping medium. Yeah, I've been. I, I, I've <laughs> seen you like sitting in your chair at many different angles that I haven't seen before. It's true. I've seen a lot <laughs> Did of. Did not know that. you had that kind of flexibility. So that was uh, kind of distracting but entertaining at the same time. Well, the headphones are tying me in. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dating the contortionist over there. Yeah. In his math uh, maths. I can't say math sluts, math sluts. There we go. T-shirt. Don't dismiss people, obviously, when they come for you for the problem. You put your ego aside. Take the complaint. Yeah, listen. Mm. Listen, then you know eviscerate. Yeah. yeah. Eviscerate. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's just like, I don't know, I was in the hospitality industry for like 10 years. Yeah. And typically, the people that complain are the ones that actually want to be things to improve. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Because mm-hmm. uh, they care enough to true. say something. Yeah. So appreciate that the fact that they're coming forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, do you prefer to play or not play at your own tournament? <laughs> I prefer to win my own tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> I have never gotten to play at a tournament that I've ran. Okay. Like, if it's like a, a day tournament, I've never yep. been able to do that just because the way numbers have worked out. Um, I think that's kind of for the best mm-hmm. um, for my situation. Yeah. As a control freak. My, my, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my answer is <laughs> I prefer, I prefer not to play. Um, it allows me to just keep an eye on what's going on at all the tables. And not that I think that, anyone's going to be a problem or anything but Mm -hmm. questions do come up Mm -hmm. and i feel i feel always feel bad for my opponent when i'm getting interrupted to answer questions or take a look at something like a certain situation and so i and like you know i want to be engaged with my opponent and if i'm also worrying about making sure all the tables know how much time we have left till the end of the round or how many minutes till dice down uh, and I find it's just distracting from my game, which takes away from, I feel like it takes away from my opponent's enjoyment as well. Yeah, that's very nice. Of you so if I have to play, I play, obviously. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just sit around yeah. and like with the person that didn't get to play because there was no, uh, somebody dropped or like, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You don't get to play. You want to sit here with me and will not play together yeah we can can be buds like that yeah for mine it was more of um there's so many strong players that are at my tournament especially like carl and stuff that uh assist me so it's not like it's just me yeah so i always point those like in the when the tournament starts i point out the people that are knowledgeable and they are helping to help so yeah i definitely have that too i i have i have that too it's just i still like to I don't know. I for someone like you who is like so smart and can hold so much knowledge in his head. Stop. Stop. Um, you're just able to like multitask like that. Me on the other hand, it's like I get distracted by everything. And it's nice to just enjoy the vibe of the room and enjoy what's going on at the tournament. You know, I don't need to be involved in every game that's happening. I don't need to play at every tournament. So no, for sure. Yeah. And I think if my tournaments ever get to the point where they start getting into like the 30s and stuff, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'd probably just step back. But for like small tournaments, I still feel like it's a smooth operation. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going to run it bigger, operator. you want you want someone dedicated to watching and making sure yeah. things run smooth. Yeah. I'd but say yeah. like even at 10 tables, that's that's a, a lot. lot already. That's a lot already. A lot that's a lot there, bud. A lot there, Dayton. It's a lot there, Tris. Cool. Um, so the, are there other things you want to add there, Tris? Do you feel like we... Not really. Right? I think that we did a pretty good job of going over that. I know I'm going to do a little write-up on the Patreon about my experiences Ooh. with the Thousand Point Tournament and mm-hmm. like my recommendations for it. Um, just because I thought that would be A, a good resource for anybody, and B, so I can be able to go back to it next time I run one. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, what yeah, did yeah. I think? Oh, yeah. What exactly. did I learn? Um, so, do you just... To quick it aside, do you do two hour rounds then when you do uh, a two thousand point or one thousand points? Um, no, I well wait. Yes, I think I did two fifteen before. 
been a while since I ran an actual like okay. dayer. Um, a lot of a lot of my players are new, as I've mentioned before. So I always like to push a little bit longer, mm-hmm. um, because like they're not used to having a time constraint whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like it was a pretty big push to get everybody's games in, and I know quite mm-hmm. a few of them didn't even finish, even at a thousand points in like wow. two thirty or two fifteen. Okay. So it's just like since that mentality of playing games quick isn't really there here yep. yet yeah or or efficient not quick i'd say efficient. playing efficient, playing more efficiently yeah. yeah playing efficiently isn't really a thing here like i'm like i take like my clock now like i i'm the weirdo who brings a chess clock to this is your like fifth game of age of sigmar here's a chess clock <laughs> dad has to get home sooner or later bud yeah <laughs> that's how it works that's true that's true um so it's just kind of like uh so i'm just slowly like pushing a little bit more of like we have to play just a dash a dash more efficiently yeah, my yeah. friends hey guys i know you're in round two but we only have 20 minutes left exactly <laughs> and like there's not too many of those games and like the like my local players did well whenever we did play like whenever we did do the tournament so it's like most of the games got done so i just find whenever it's new players they're not used to having to like get shit done yeah um so i think it's important to have like to be very clear about round timings and shit like that too. Um, I also think it's like you just have to be like, listen, like if you can't figure out who won, it's a draw, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's when you want a judge to step in, judge. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, because yep. that kind of situation could be very yeah. confrontational. And um, not everyone's yeah. showing up to be confrontational. Mm-hmm. Also, um, having someone to call about a rules question is sometimes yeah. handy as well. Like just, just like having a friend who, to I mean, if you're confident in the rules, you're confident in the rules. But yeah. if you're not super confident, especially like there's new books and things coming out all the time, FAQs. It's hard to keep up with everything. So yeah. have having like just. Lining up like, hey, I'm running this tournament. Are you going to be around on this day? Like, say, I wanted to call you. Can I Can I just cold call you with questions? I don't even ask Dayton. I just call him. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'll just be like I, at the game store. I'm like, I don't know. Do-do-do-do. Hey, Dayton. <laughs> I'll be like, it depends on on what it is. So if it's like a Beast of Chaos question, I'll be like, hey, Noah, how's it going? Or it was like, I forget which army it was. I think it was a KO question. It's like, hey, Joe, you played KO. This was that when Joe was still playing KO. Hey, mm-hmm. Joe, I have a question about this. So if if you have enough friends where you can be faction specific with your with your phone tree, um, that's really handy as well. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah. So if phone, I had a phone friend of is Kane nice. question, I would call Marcella. Yeah, not Dane. Not, I was, I was okay. hoping Dayton would realize that i would totally call dayton i call dayton all the time yeah and if i'm at work i'll answer (laughs) (laughs) because you hardly work i hard when i'm at work i hardly ever when i'm actually working at at least message messages are fine calling Mm -hmm. less so but yeah hang up on me cool uh all right yeah sounds great we love a good phone a friend um so just before yeah let's do some (laughs) shout outs here um, I want to shout out Chris Huerta and all the Huerta. work that he's doing for uh, eight for corn because those new books are wild. Um, and just it's cool to see people like diving in and digging and just being so stoked on their books. And I want to shout out my buddy Slanice who has been enjoying ripping through the book because at first he was like, eh, I don't know about this, and then as he's gone back, he's been like, oh. There's a couple of things here. So shout outs to people who like to read good and like to do other things good too. Layers. There's layers to the book. There's so many layers to these new books. It's insane. It's like peelers. That new KO book when it first dropped, like people were like, I don't think it's that good. And now people are like, if you deploy improperly, I'm taking your shit off the table first turn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. I can't wait for that turnaround in Warhammer Weekly. (laughs) <laughs> I played. I played against some of the new Slendish models already, and it's fucking annoying. So nice, nice. Okay, bud. What's your shoutouts? Uh so I saw this Old World Tomb Kings uh, army on Twitter that looked pretty cool. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but uh, was it mine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was good. No, somebody it was got a commission or something. Yeah, 
No, it was good. My show notes is to uh, fucking Carl and Rich for uh, stepping up when I call on them to do an episode. And it's been awesome. Those guys are buttes. And they're Canadian. So it's I fucking buttes, eh? Fucking buttes. Fucking gyms. Love. Th- gyms are buttes. And doesn't that look it's rusted? from Shorzy. Uh, it looks brown. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that just kind of looks like brown. Almost okay. salmon. It's not close to salmon. On maybe, a cedar plank it is, maybe, what? Well, maybe a smoked... Maple glaze. Like, smoke. No, not... Oh, maple glazed, okay. And smoke. <laughs> maple glaze. If, if you okay. had, like, a good sugar glaze on it that got cooked and it's caramelized, you know... Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Caramelized, um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to episode dun, 110. Party the old points. Dun, 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 Hope we get to listen to some Paramore on the way out. I'm obsessed. Dun, 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 dun. And then I want to talk about new books coming up. Yeah, that's the impression that I get too.